What is happening, people? I feel like I should change the name of this podcast to to therapy with Mo or therapy for Mo over story time with Mo because it's more more than often not me just talking to myself, being a therapist to myself and reassuring myself that everything is going to be okay and that I do actually know a few things. All the information that I learn and the information I read does account for something. But yeah, so today we're going to do a little bit of self-therapy. I might go off on a bit of a tangent as per always, but I want to talk about influence and how our behaviors are influenced, how we're influenced into doing certain things, how your environment obviously dictates your performance and how there is countless scientific studies that support this like I always say you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with but how how much of that is true and uh like why is it why is it true how is it true and how important is it to consider your environment and the people that you're hanging around with in terms of determining like who you are and how successful you are and I was asked asked this recently by one of my coaching clients so if you guys don't know I do fitness and high performance coaching and one of my clients asked the other day well last night actually they asked me how um I won't say their name unless they want me to I know you listen to my podcast dude asked me how do you how do you determine who is a good influence and who is a bad influence and once you've done that how do you decide what do you do if someone's in your life that brings good into your life they bring good traits but equally they 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 have bad traits as well what do you do what should I do do you just completely cut people off or what and um, before I go into the more like technical sciencey stuff that I've been reading about it's a very very difficult question because there's you can be very black and white with it you can be very, very blunt and as soon as you get like a hint of negativity from anyone you can cut them out of your life in in entirely that would be the the thing that like a fucking robot would do and whilst that might benefit you in the benefit you in the in the short term maybe even the long term it's quite a sociopathic thing just to be able to completely remove people from your life because they don't give you don't give you any kind of benefit or personal gain there are going to be people that you love people that you care about people that you really really enjoy that you're not going to be able to cut out because they they mean the fucking world to you and they might have bad habits they might have bad traits but what should you do then if someone that you love and you care about is is like that or someone that has like really really good traits and really really bad traits and i would say that you can you can you can give your give your time to people wisely like be really be really careful who your friends are who you give your time to who you spend spend your time with who your close circle of friends are the people that you let in the people that you res- reside with and spend the most time with because you are going to become more like them and that doesn't mean that if you have a friend that has is, is a bit lazy or has some bad traits that you have to cut them out entirely it just means that maybe you should Fill your influences and fill your time up with even even better people, and then maybe you'll slowly gravitate gravitate away from them. So I don't suggest, unless someone's really horrible to you, that you cut people out completely. But like I said, I do suggest that you fill up your time with more positive influences and good people, and spend more time around people that are actually gonna gonna benefit you and change your life. It's like I've sure I've got I've got loads of friends. I've got friends that have traits that I don't want. I've got friends that are wonderful and have traits that I do want to acquire as well. And it's very rare that someone is like the full package where you're going to be able to where you're going to be able to look at them and think yes I want to acquire every single every single one of those traits so for me personally answering the question from one of my clients it's 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 just about picking and choosing picking and choosing in the sense like 
what does this person mean to you? What do they mean to you as a person? They may be the nicest person in the world that will go out of their way, that will walk the earth to help you and will be really selfless and just want to see you succeed and do well, but they might have terrible habits themselves. Like a person like that, are they going to add more to your life or are they going to be taking away more than your life? Okay, maybe if you started a business of them where you relied on them for your, all your income, maybe they're going to be taking away more than more from your life. But if you were just friends with them and saw them like once in a while, then they're certainly going to add more to your life and benefit you. And you know what? You might even be able to benefit them and help them out in the sense that you might be able to give some of your good traits. If you're listening to this, you're probably someone that's interested in, in becoming a better person, interested in mindset, interested in learning about things. You might even be able to give some of your good traits to them in the in the time that you spend together. So it's just, just about, uh, about thinking as well, like, what does this person mean to me? Does this person take away or give to me? And then, and, and then just kind of weighing up those two things and then coming to some kind of like decision from there. Like I said, it's very rare that, that people cut, cut people out ent- entirely. Like it's very good. I could just be on this podcast right now and be like, if anyone has any negativity or any bad influence in your life, if they have any traits that you don't want to, you don't want to acquire, cut them out, never speak to them again. But like, obviously it doesn't always work that way. So you can create, you can create distance again, like a lot of young lads, a lot of young people, young, young guys, young girls living with their parents and living with the people that it might not necessarily get on with or want to or see eye to eye with or want to be like well, all you can do is just distance yourself from those people you know get up earlier get get by getting up earlier you're going to be you're going to be in your own little ecosystem ecosystem the morning is an incredibly incredibly good time it's kind of it's 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 a time for the go-getters the people that are getting up early are the people smashing it you get up at 5am you're very very rarely going to come across anyone else if you go for a walk for example other than the, maybe the occasional person going for a going for the, going for a jog or is up early to like smash the day so you can do just numerous things like distance yourself um, get up early, get up early, kind of like reshift your reshift your time zone. So you're going to bed early, you're getting up early, you have more time to yourself, you're living with living with people that you don't necessarily see eye to eye with. And yeah, that I didn't even plan on speaking about that in the podcast, but it just kind of came to my head as I started recording. And uh, I want to say as well that life's good right now. I'm currently lying on my bed on my side with the podcast mic on my bed. So if my voice sounds a little bit tight, that may be the reason. And I haven't got headphones on, nothing like that. My laptop fan has just started up, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm giving this a new, more casual, casual dynamic. Obviously, we've got state control, so our physical state in terms of the way that we put our body language kind of determines our our internal state as well. So normally, I do these podcasts like sat up straight in like a really authoritative type position, which is going to like probably translate to to the way that I speak and the things that I say and my language and the way that I'm feeling. But we're trying it today in a more relaxed, light on my side. Uh, head is currently in my hand head on my hand um hand is on my stomach and i'm chill i'm zen i'm on my bed it's a little bit later as well than usual anyway enough uh, blabbering on about my current environment right now but yeah so that's that's what i suggest doing just realizing that um you can by actively seeking to spend time with with with, with different people, you're going to come across more people that you gravitate towards, you know. I, I drill this into people. It's all about trying new things and putting yourself out there and taking opportunities and that's going to allow you to meet new people. So I come from a very small town. I had a small group of friends or I had like a, a set group of friends when I was younger and uh, and when I went to university, when I moved away, like I lost, I lost touch with a lot of those friends. It's not that we're not friends anymore. We don't like each other. It's just more to the fact that I started doing my thing, they started doing their thing and like 
our our things didn't always align so so we we just drifted apart it just naturally happened and and organically they fell out of my life I fell out of their life and I might see them every now and then say hi like how's it going like uh, do you have a little catch up but we're probably not going to be like good friends like when we're kids and it's just because like I've started becoming a lot more interested in like expanding my mind and expanding my consciousness, expanding uh, who I am as a person and like really focusing on growing and really thinking about the impact that I have on the world and the impact on other people and wanting to do like these these big, big things and uh, really, really act working on improving myself. And a lot of these people like don't, don't just, don't don't kind of have the same priorities it's not a bad thing they're probably gonna they're probably really really happy like a lot of them are probably happier than i am it's not a bad thing at all it's not to be like your nose turned up at them it's just that like i'm doing i'm doing something different they're doing something different and they might not necessarily they probably won't influence me in a positive way and naturally we've just found out found our own path found our own route and it's like um like trying new things like it's so important like skydiving is one of the things that i fucking love and i love it because it's it makes you feel alive it's a peak experience you get massive rush of endorphins but another another one of the reasons why i like it is the people that you meet from it i spoke about this before and it's like some of the people that i've met skydiving are like some fucking incredible people they've got incredible stories they've overcome incredible things that they're absolutely killing in business they've gone from zero to, to nothing because like in a in a sport like that or something that i'm interested in obviously it's it's not cheap it's quite it's associated with having having quite a lot of money to do it you're gonna have to be in this like probably 18 to average 18 to 30 age bracket because it's like a very extreme sport sure there's younger people doing it sure there's older people doing it there's quite a few old people that do it um but it's going to attract that kind of demographic people that are adventurous people that are outgoing people that are have got a, a lot of money and then that that like filter that sport acts as a filter to attract people that are doing really well in life are fucking go-getters really positive outgoing people because they have the money they have the drive and they have this like ambition to do these crazy things and, and keep on doing these crazy things so some of the people that i met skydiving who I'm spending more and more time with, have had like a, a really, really positive influence on my life, like a profound, massively positively influence on my life. Like I went away on my recent trip to, to Portugal. I went away and well, I, I stayed at a lodge on my own. I didn't know anyone at all. I went traveling by myself. I highly recommend going traveling by yourself. Like scary shit, but you do it once and then you realize you, you want to do it again and again and again and again. It turns into like the best thing ever because it forces you to meet people. It forces you to make friends. It's an adventure. And I went and stayed in this place anyway. It's like lodge, knew no one at all. And by the end of it, I'd like 10, 10 extra friends. And we're all sat uh, sat around a, a table one night eating dinner. And uh, we're, t we're talking about like, just happened to bring up like books. And they're all talking about all these like psychology books and business books and what you should read. And like, where, where else could you just sit down with people and have like such in-depth conversation about something so niche and so specific where normally you're like the odd one out so that would never have happened if I didn't try these new things so in terms of getting more positive influences into your life it's just about seizing opportunities not necessarily cutting people out but if people drift out of your life let it happen and just think about what people add to your life like realize that are they are they are they giving overall are they giving to you overall or are they taking from you overall? You want to build a network. So this is from a, what's the book called? Uh, a book called The the, the Go-Giver. Absolutely wonderful book. Probably one of my top 10 favorites. You want to build a network um, of people around you. And what is a network of people around you? Well, a, a network of pe people around you, what I mean is you want to build a positive network of people around you who want to see you succeed. 
people that don't think about what they can get from you, you don't think about what you can get from them, but they have a genuine interest because they care about you and seeing you succeed because they're good people and you care about seeing them succeed as well. Like some of my closest friends, man, like sure they have like good traits because that, that I that I would like to acquire and I like see good in them and they help me out. But like the people that are really close to me, like I just want to see them do well and I will do everything I can to can to make them make them do well because them them doing well it makes me happy it brings me joy it's like me it's, it's probably even better than me doing well if they're doing sick it brings me so much happiness because they're doing well as well and it's like vice versa people you build a good network and people want you to do well as well and the, the way that you do that is just by creating authentic relationships with people and just Give, give, give. You know, it's, 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 this book is excellent that I'm talking about. Like, the movement laptop further away. Oh, fans going off. Yeah, this book, uh, really called The Go Giver, you can kind of guess what it's about, really stresses giving and it's absolutely excellent. But the, the main theme is give, give, give. And obviously, Gary Vaynerchuk does it a lot. And I, I kind of, I've read his books and I was like, ah, it is what it is kind of thing. But, um, it really puts it into perspective. You know, when you, when you give to people, when you live a life where you give, 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 and you don't expect anything in return and you just do, you just want people to see, you want, you want to see people do well. You want to improve other people's lives. You want to make the world a better place. You give selflessly. It's going to ultimately going to come back to you. Uh, but that's not the reason that you give. You give because it feels good to give. So by giving, you're also going to open yourself up to receiving. And you've got to receive in order to give. It's like a, the analogy in the book was like, it's like this it's like the ecosystem. It's like the uh, it's like the the world. So we we breathe out carbon dioxide. We breathe in oxygen, and then the trees they absorb carbon dioxide and they breathe out breathe out in quotes uh, or they release oxygen and it's this like cycle of symbiosis in nature or this like the, this the, the foundation of life on earth with the 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 flora I was getting mixed up flora taking in carbon dioxide giving out oxygen and the fauna taking in oxygen and giving out carbon dioxide and it's the same thing with giving and receiving by giving you are opening yourself up to receiving and people are going to be more inclined to help you out and you're going to meet people that are going to want to give 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 because they know that it feels good to give so you've just got to kind of i do truly believe that if you're if you live a life in abundance and just give to people and help them out it is ultimately gonna come back to positively impact you and that shouldn't be the reason that you do it you should do it because it's it's a great thing and it, that's why it's, it feels good to give like that's that's why it's a saying because it does feel good to give like the older you get like i, I don't know about you but after i was about 16 years old you know and your birth when you're a kid like birthdays birthdays are like the best thing in the world and then the older you get it's it kind of it's, it's cool it's really nice to have everyone together but it gets like less and less and less important and what gets like more the, the the main thing about being a kid when it's your birthday is getting all these presents that you receive. The main thing about being an adult when it's someone's birthday or when it's Christmas is being able to buy them a present, being able to give them something and see the look on their faces when they open it and like the joy that you can bring to other people. That's what truly, truly feels good, you know? That's what truly feels good. And every adult will every adult will know this. It feels so great. How good is it to buy a kid a present than seeing how excited they are to get it and watching them open it and they're just like like over the moon and it's why why not make your life like that every single day where you can just give to people and do your best and always 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 help them you know make the world a better place but anyway i totally got off on a tangent i had no no plan of talking about this but um let's talk about a little bit about influence so obviously we start off with influence and uh every day we're kind of bombarded with bombarded with 
things going on in our lives. We're bombarded with trends, things that people are doing, things that our people are wearing, our senses, our hearing, our smell, our sight is bombarded with with various various things. And um or oh well, numerous stimuli. And there's this old saying and it's monkey see, monkey do. And it's like a monkey sees something and then a monkey will copy that monkey. And why why does a monkey see and why does a monkey do? Why does a monkey see one a monkey do something and why does that monkey copy that other monkey doing that thing, if that makes sense. Why does that happen? Why does that occur? And primates, I'm not sure how deep this goes in terms of animals. It probably goes quite deep. Probably most multicellular compact, complex organisms probably have this. Um, but specifically humans have this these these regions of regions of their brain or the, the kind of a connection between neurons. And we have these things called mirror neurons. So mirror neurons are, as far as I understand, I haven't really looked into the neurology of this, exact workings of it, but they're, they're kind of neuron pairs where or, or neurons that are paired up with each other where if we if we see someone doing something we'll exhibit that behavior ourselves, whether we know it or not or we'll if we see someone that's happy we're much more likely to be happy it's why that if someone is happy and smiley and like really outgoing you feel good around them you probably feel happy and positive as well because that's your your mirror neurons mirroring their behavior and mirroring their emotional state um, there was this, there's this study actually, it's another book that I read, and uh, the week before last I think, and there's this study and in Italy, and the way that they discovered mirror neurons was they had this, uh, they had they had a bit of an experiment going on, and they had a monkey, and they had this monkey wired up to a a set of electrodes. And I don't, I don't know if it's just wired up or they actually had like electrodes going into its brain, poor little monkey. Um, and they had these electrodes. I think they're in the pre-motor cortex of the brain, and that's a region associated with movement and planning movement as well. So what they're doing is they're doing an experiment where they'd give the give the monkey a piece of food, and then the monkey this is a study in Italy, by the way, it's quite old. And then they'd, the monkey would eat the food every time it go, it'd see the food, it go reach the food, it consider reaching the food, it move the food to its mouth. Every time that happened, the a buzzer went off, and the buzzer went off because it detected this these ele electrical activity in the in the premotor cortex regions of the brain. I think it's the premotor cortex. Could really bug me if it isn't. If you're more clued up on neurology than me please drop me a message and correct me if i get anything wrong because i'm always willing to learn and there are people far more intelligent than myself and far more knowledgeable that listen to this i'm sure so please do give me a message and educate me because i'll be very very interested if i if i do get things wrong and anyway there's a study where they're looking at um, the the brain activity in this region of the brain that kind of showed the monkey was thinking about was was was, was contemplating making the movement like right before it went to actually reach the food the, these these this buzzer would go off as the brain activity in that area was was present anyway the scientist went for lunch and uh, one of them forgot something let's just say he forgot his keys or some shit and uh, he came back into the room and he had like his lunch in his hand he's eating an ice cream and he went to get what he forgot. Uh, went into the room though the monkey was the monkey's just kind of sat there chilling not doing much in his little cage looking out and uh he looked at the monkey and then grabbed what he needed to grab and then turned around walked out the room and as he went to walk out the room he decided to take a lick of his ice cream that he had in his hand he took took a lick of his ice cream but before he'd licked it as he was bringing it up to his mouth the buzzers went off and the scientists were like okay that's that's weird why does that happen he kind of looked at the monkey and they did it again moved the ice cream up to his mouth and what they found was that the the monkey's 
premotor cortex, the region in the brain that is to do with actually predicting or pre-planning pre-planning movement in the monkey was activated when the scientist raised his own hand to his mouth so that's kind of how these mirror neurons were discovered so it's kind of we've got this we've it basically suggests that others can pre-prime our behavior so the act of the scientist lifting up an ice cream to his mouth was the same in the monkeys in that region of the monkey's brain as the monkey lifting up or thinking about moving its own arm moving its own arm to its mouth it's the same brain activity so it was like indifferential you couldn't tell the difference between the two so that's kind of how these mirror neurons were discovered and we we mirror we mirror emotional states. We mirror we mirror the mood mood of people around us. If someone is miserable, if someone isn't happy, we we mirror it. And if we're around miserable people all the time, we're more likely to be miserable. If we're around happy people all the time, we're more likely to be happy. If we're around people that binge eat for stress, we're more likely to do that ourselves. So it's really really important who you spend your time with and kind of what environment you put yourself and you allow yourself in. This is something really interesting as well. Um, I think Alex mentioned this to me the other day. And I was, I kind of wondered it. I haven't researched it, but I wondered it for myself. And he was like, he was like, oh, he's like, why do you think people are so big in prisons? Like, think about it. In in prisons in America, this is this isn't me making a statement. This is me kind of having a having a Q and A myself. In prisons in America, right? There's obviously no steroids in there, or there's probably no steroids in there. I, well, I've watched prison documentaries. I know there is. They're not going to get needles and steroids in. There's not any steroids in there. But a lot of the people are fucking jacked. They are absolutely huge. So why is it that they are so big when they are on absolute? When they, a lot of them can't even train properly, they just do like towel workouts with a partner, body weight stuff, and they're absolutely jacked on shit training, shit diet. Why is that? And they're not on steroids because they're in prison. And Alex mentioned to me, my housemate, that maybe it's to do with the environment. So it's you, it's you adapting to your environment. The people around there are like a, a testosterone fueled environment. You've got to kind of adapt or or die kind of thing. Mirror neurons. You're gonna, your body's gonna somehow physiologically adapt. And I was, and that got me thinking. I'm, I might search this afterwards. I was really, really curious if there was like a scientific premise as to why people in prison are so big and how much it's actually got to do with like psychology and uh mirror neurons and mirroring other people around us or just kind of adapting it's why i think it's so important so important to train at like if you want to get big to train at a big gym full of like meathead steroid steroided up bodybuilders because that your, your environment dictates your performance your, your environment dictates who you fucking are um, yeah, and it's crazy, but yeah, changing the subject back to back to social influence. Um, what do I want to talk about? I've got some notes here actually. I took some notes from that book that I read. It's called Invisible Influence. And uh, what is what's some interesting stuff? Yeah, so we we our, our behavior is uh, can be pre primed by other people's. So it's so it's so 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 important who we're spending our time with and who we're spending our time around. And just when you're aware of something, you can kind of make you can kind of like use it to your advantage. If you weren't aware of this, you might be spending your time with all these fucking terrible people, being like, ah, it's all right. What difference is it going to make to me? But by being by having awareness, knowledge is power. By having awareness of something, you can kind of like leverage it and utilize it to your own advantage. Think about a car park when a in a, at a festival is a good one think about how all the cars are like uniform and quite often there's no parking attendants parking the cars but all the cars park the same way around they park the same similar distance from each other and they park in a nice straight line why does that happen why why do they do that is it just pure chance 
if there's a thousand cars all parked the same way, like what are the chances of that happening? Like some people like to reverse it and some people don't like to reverse it. The chances are very, very, very slim. So it kind of comes down to this thing where our behavior is influenced by other people because if, if you drove into a car park and there's a car in front of you and it parked a certain way around, it parked in a certain way and they got out, you're naturally going to follow the same behavior as that person in front of you. You're going to park your car in the same the same way around, the same distance. Um, you might be driving past other cars that have all parked the same distance apart the same way around and you're going to follow that. And that's because our, our brain, like going kind of link it to mirror neurons but also linking it to to like prehistoric times hundreds of thousands of years ago our brain if we're doing if, if we can if we if we're copying other people doing similar things that they're doing we're probably going to be safe like probably probably not going to die it's like if we see one of our friends eating this bright red berry and he's been eating it for a few hours and it looks delicious and he's full and he hasn't died yet and we're in a wilderness you'll probably it's probably going to be all right to eat whereas if our other friend little little joseph over here if joseph has tucked into three little blackberries 45 minutes has passed and now he's throwing up blood and bleeding out of his eyeballs and ears you're probably not going to eat that same berry so the, the these systems are in place for a reason but in modern times, they they don't always act to our advantages in terms of where we where we want to be the best person we can possibly be. Where we want to have be the best we can be in terms of like work ethic, in terms of like behaviors, in terms of right behaviors. They don't always have advantages, and it's an incredibly powerful thing: social influence and how we're influenced by other people. Because a lot of the time, we don't see it. Um, there's another study that was done in California, and they they were looking at the best way to communicate a message to people, the best way to influence people into doing a certain thing. And it's to do with uh, power consumption. So they wanted to get people to reduce their power consumption in this part of California. And they did numerous, uh, basically in California, it gets very hot in the summer. Um, a lot of people use air conditioning units, which are not very good for the environment. So they wanted to reduce the amount of people using air conditioning units and more people using fans. Fans are more environmentally friendly than air conditioning. So they came up with four strategies in terms of posting leaflets through the doors. They came up with four different uh, campaigns to get people to reduce their usage. Campaign Campaign number one was something like um, calling, letting people know how much money they could save by not using their, by not using their air conditioning, using their fans. You could save two hundred dollars per year, whatever it is. Campaign number two was by letting people know how much greenhouse gas they could save and uh, how much carbon emissions they would re re reduce by using less power by using fans. Campaign number three was something along the lines of letting them know that they'd be saving the planet and all this carbon dioxide is dreadful and it'll make you a terrible person if you're if you're using your AC all the time and causing more greenhouse gases and emissions and campaign number four was by letting people know that 70% of their neighbors use fans over air conditioning and when interviewed um, people said when they're asked that it wouldn't affect their decision if if their neighbors were or were not using fans it wouldn't affect their decision whatsoever but the only campaign that caused a statistically significant difference or a significant, don't quote me on the statistics because I haven't actually read the paper, the only campaign that that actually resulted in a significant difference or the one that made the biggest impact on people's emissions and power usage was the campaign that said that 70% of people did this. That was the only one that really worked. And it's a thing called social facilitation where we'll, we'll, we'll follow the crowd. We'll, we'll be, we will be 
we will do things based on what we see other people doing. And it's like deep, deep, deeply wired into our, into our reptilian brains where where we where we we follow other people we follow the crowd for these reasons of danger to avoid those things and like i said it's just about cultivating awareness cultivating a um being aware of these systems and being aware that sometimes we're only doing things because other people are or how how much of that decision was actually our own free will and how much of it was us just kind of jumping on the bandwagon or us just doing it because we've seen someone else do it it's like like you're you're more likely to smoke if your friend smokes like it's a fact if you if you're more likely to smoke if someone that you look up to smokes, you know, if all your friends smoke in a group and you don't smoke, like you're probably going to start smoking. Um, I've seen that firsthand of a lot of my friends when I was younger. I was kind of a bit of a a bit of an anomaly in the sense that I all my friends used to do drugs, for example, and um, it started off with a couple of them doing drugs, and then by the end of the year, like everyone was doing was was doing drugs when they went out, and I was just never never really interested in it. Maybe it's because I'm slightly autistic. Who knows? I actually think that auto, um, I think I read somewhere that autistic people have a um, they lack they lack those these these connections or these they're they're not able to mirror other people's behaviors. But yeah. Um, going on about social influence and blah, 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 mirroring. I'll end on a little bit of body language. I know that you guys absolutely loved that podcast and I will do a full one next time. Just let me know in the comments uh, or in my Instagram DMs because I don't always, uh, you can't comment on a fucking podcast, Mo, you idiot. Um, is that in terms of like social influence then, I've talked about mirroring how our environment, how we we have mirror neurons and how we absorb the behaviours and emotions of other people. Well, we can also make ourselves more attractive by mirroring other people's body language. So if, someone if someone likes you if you're with someone and they they want to gain your approval or validation or maybe you're on a date and you notice that the girl is mirroring your body language that's quite a good indication that they're they like you um that's a very positive thing if you want to get again someone's approval and validation if you want to be more liked you can kind of subtly mirror their body language and also if you mirror their speech in the sense of their mannerisms the way that they say things be it over text like if someone says something a certain way on tinder if you like uh if you match their greeting or it or you match the way that someone on an email ends their message, like you're sincerely, sincerely or cheers, they're, they're more going to be more drawn to you and they're going to be more more likely to like you. There was a study and it showed that people that went speed dating, for example, people who had similar patterns of speech were more than three times more likely to go on another date than people that didn't. Also, if a, a waitress mirrors your order back to you, so she repeats what you want, she receives 75% more tips it's like how do people not know this shit why is this not taught everywhere when it's such like a crazy if someone told you you can make 75 percent more money at at, um, at your job from doing this one thing that takes three seconds you'd be like nah mate you're having a laugh like where's the catch but um but yeah it's just just mad that more people don't know about this and it's like almost it's, it's like steroids for your brain or steroids for your life but um but yeah, wrapping it up, that's kind of the, 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 the some of the main things that influence us, you know, um, we're, we're slaves to our brains, we're slaves to what other people are doing, and uh, we're, we are heavily influenced by social facilitation, and it's up to you to consciously put yourself in situations and put yourself around people who are going to benefit you and influence you in a good way, rather than influencing you in a bad way as well so just realize your environment dictates performance your your tribe sets your vibe like that's 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 true and you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with whilst you might not be the actual statistical average you're probably going to absorb a lot of their a lot of their personality traits man so like i said distance people distance yourself from people who who take more away than they put in 
and um, spend more time around around groups and people that you look up to. And then I'm going to end this podcast and saying as well, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like completely off subject. But if you're stuck with something, if you want some help, if you want to improve, if you want to get get around people that you like more and you've got a question, you've got a problem, do not be afraid to ask someone that is more successful than you someone that's uh, that's above you and whatever it is for help because quite often they're going to be in that situation because they're a giver because they want to help people out and even if they're that they're not necessarily that they would have been on the same path that you're on right now and a lot of people are gonna you'll be surprised by how many people go out of their way to help you and last thing i promise last but not least i want to say as well that put yourself in environments where you are the dumbest person or you're not the smartest person in the room we are the person that is not the most successful the person that isn't the best because by constantly pushing yourself and getting outside of your comfort zone and putting yourself around people that are doing better than you the whole mirror neurons is going to work in your favor and you're going to become improve and grow and be more like those people that are more successful that are doing doing better than you in terms of those things if you put yourself around if you, if you want to be the smartest in the room for your ego if you want to have friends that are that are dumber than you or friends that do stupid shit, friends that kind of put you on this high horse and like worship you, then that's ultimately going to bring you down. So yeah, that was a, a podcast on influence, social influence, and um, your environment dictating your performance and the people that you spend your time with and why you should be careful with it. Let me know what you thought of that. I'm going to go and eat some food. Maybe that will influence you into getting some food after you listen to this. Is it making you hungry? I've got some pulled chicken that I'm going to have cooked in a bit of turmeric and garlic. And I'm uh, going to have that with some new potatoes drizzled in butter and herbs with some lovely mixed leaf salad with some drizzled of olive oil. So I'm going to eat that. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it good. It's going to taste delicious. And, uh, and yeah, so when you get your chicken and potatoes later or any time this week, just think that you may have been subconsciously or very obviously influenced into getting that by yours truly. But anyhow, um, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Uh, a few announcements to make as well. I've got my preset guide coming out very soon and my presets for Lightroom. I've been slaving away for like, that's like a month overdue, well, a few weeks overdue because I, I've done so much to it. It's a fucking work of art. So if you want to check that out, make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Samuels. I'll post all the updates on there. Uh, small restock on Warps Ultra as well, my pre-workout brand and RET. Real Evolution Training, where we put all our mindset stuff, as well as another podcast that we do on there. It's a bit more casual. It's just us and me and the boys kind of chatting and just like having a conversation as mates rather than being so preachy like this one. Um, that is up there as well. That is going and we are getting a new site that has been been being built for months and months and months on end. We're having a rebrand, super excited to release that. We upload weekly videos, upload weekly articles, and we have a massively supportive Facebook group as well. So that is coming soon. That is coming at the start of November. So make sure you check that out. And as always, guys, stay safe. Peace out. I love it to bits. Thank you. Good night.